Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Hey ladies, my gal Sarah Martin is back on the podcast for round number three to bring a word on living out a biblical worldview. And with all the craziness going on in 2020 across the globe, it is so easy for us to get wrapped up in the things of this earth and everything that the world is telling us right now. So my gal Sarah pleads with us to look up and eagerly, boldly, and desperately seek God's face. She reminds us of the gospel and the hope beyond all hopes that is found in Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension. Her burden for 20-somethings is that we would not be deceived by the schemes of the enemy, but would pray for restoration and redemption to God's original design for this broken world. And I'm so excited for you to hear our conversation that really has you guys in mind with such a desire for us as 20-somethings to know and walk in truth. So let's get going. Sarah Martin, this is the, what, third time you've been on the show? Yeah, right. Because we, you're my very first one, throwback. I'm so honored. And then I did... On the anniversary. The anniversary. And now Mm -hmm. here we are, just because... Here we are. Clearly the most prized guest on the show. (laughs) (laughs) You've had a lot of great guests. You've done a great job (laughs) pulling together great guests. So I'm honored to be counted among the greatness. Yes. No one else has been on the show that month that much. So um, yeah, you're winning. If there's a prize for yeah. the person that's been on the show the most, it goes to you. <laughs> so update, update my listeners. What is life like for Sarah right now? Yeah. So I, my son, he's 12. Now I now have a 12 year old. We're almost to he's the 12. teenage. Yes. He's Lord 12. He's adorable, but he's eating us out of house and home. And we constantly have to have conversations about putting on your deodorant. So that's a whole new thing. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Life for me, I have been picking back up just some fun opportunities to do speaking events in person. A few now that kind of Texas is starting to open up, Mm. um, getting to teach a little bit uh, online. Um, I just wrote a prayer guide that I basically circumvented social media. I was like, screw <laughs> this. I'm texting it out to my friends because the algorithm is no, not good. Yeah. And so I wrote, I wrote a prayer guide. It's called Revival Ready. It's just how to pray in this hour. And mm, um, I believe so we can good. be women, that there's going to be a beautiful movement of women who um, go low before the Lord, but rise up in prayer mm. in this in this hour to seek God's face. That is that is what we've got to do. Seek God's face, mm. God himself. So yeah. So I'm, mm. I'm just kind of working from home. My husband's still working from home, uh, which you would think could be tricky, but we're doing okay. He stays in the guest bedroom. I don't ask him any questions when he leaves the house. He doesn't ask me any questions. Like he's yeah. been like, you just like lock the door, here, say don't not- come out, knock if you need food yeah. or water. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I don't even do that. Like he's on his own. Like, he, <laughs> like, he, like you're on your own, buddy. I'm working. He's working. It's good. So we're fine. We're good. Yeah. yeah and Aggie football it. is like going. We've been going to the games. So, um, yeah, it's been, and they've great. been, it's they've been doing great for us. They have been doing oh, great. Uh, <laughs> if anything in 2020, we needed oh that, you know, <laughs> let me tell you, that was the last idol that I knew the Lord was going to shake out uh, off of me. Yeah. I love Aggie football and I repented. I was like, Lord, if you will, ju- I, okay, it's okay if you take away Aggie football, but like, Lord, I repent of the idol. Um, our pastor was like, Blake was like, you remember Blake? He was like, Lord, I repent, but let me have it anyway. <laughs> and, like, Amen. and so I really feel like I I don't put it as an idol. It's really been really great family time for us to go yeah. as a family to the games. True. So thank you, Jesus, for Aggie football. And there's like two whole people there. So I'm sure it's no, nice. girl, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> like the, the stands are like so loud. The Aggies can really? show up even if it's even if it's 25% or whatever the heck it is. Uh, it's great. Like it's, it's great. Yeah. I need to come down there. Mm, I'll send you, so I'll nice. send you video the next, the next time you can see. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Okay. Well, yeah. Despite Aggie football, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the important thing, <laughs> which praise God, praise God. We still had Aggie football. I'm, <sighs> I'm actually just quick, funny story. I'm currently brainwashing a six-year-old to be, um, an Aggie fan. Um, and on Halloween, the game, you know, we had to go trick or treating. So she was like, guys, don't worry. When we come back, we can still watch the Giga Maggie show. Oh, praise, praise it. Praise it. Giga Maggie show. That's fantastic. (laughs) The Giga Maggie show. Of course. That's what we love to watch. (laughs) Yes. So, okay. Well done, Emma. Well done. Okay. I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. I also have one coming in as a freshman next year. So that was a check success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, oh, no, way to go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So well done. Well done. Good for, and faithful servant. <laughs> one for a lot, but it's fine. <laughs> there you go. No, this is good. I love that. Way to go. Way to go. Oh, I know that Sarah and I could have these kind of conversations all day long and, and, you know, Vox yeah. do that. let's get down to business. <laughs> I, you know, just to give my listeners a little bit of a backstory here, I reached out to Sarah because, or I reached out to you because I just feel very, um, heavy hearted and burdened for just what's going on in our world right now and the ways that, um, media and just everything, all the noise in our world right now is just affecting us, even specifically mm-hmm. us ladies in our twenties. And it's hard to discern yeah. what's going on, um, and how that lines up with God's word. Um, yeah. so, you know, I wanted to have you on to kind of just give us an idea of, you know, what does it mean to have a biblical worldview? Like what even is that? Um, and how should we, you know, align ourselves to that? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So let me go ahead. You Do you want to help with this? How about I go ahead and just kind of give an overview of what a biblical worldview is? Yes. I'd love that. Um, does that sound okay? Okay. Yes. So now, let me preface this by saying that this is a really broad conversation and we're not going to be able to For cover sure. it all, but I'm going to do my best to give just an umbrella um, understanding, overview understanding. Basically, it 
means that we make scripture, uh, the foundation that we live on, led by the Holy Spirit and for the love of the Father. Um, and because of the cross, of course, because of the cross. And so just to kind of back up on my own journey, I'll give you two seconds of my own journey. Back when I was in uh, my late 20s, before I had my son, mm-hmm. um, I studied under a discipleship program called the Centurions Program. Now it's called the Colson Fellows. And Chuck Colson is, at, he's, he's since passed away, but he is just a giant in the discipleship of people uh, leading them to live out the kingship of Christ and live out a biblical worldview. So I was in this year long program to study under Chuck Colson. He wrote a book and I, and y'all go ahead and write this down. It's called how now shall we live? Mm. How now shall we live by Chuck Colson? And while I was sitting in his teaching, I was in DC. They brought us to DC three times, four times that year. And there was one quote now outside of scripture. Uh, this quote has just shaped my faith. And it's a quote from a, a, a Dutch theologian, Abraham Kuyper. And I might have very well shared this quote of the last couple of, I mean, I'm all about this quote. It makes so much sense. I might've shared it before the last time we were on the podcast, but it says there's not one square inch of the entire universe where Christ who is sovereign above all does not claim mine. There's not one square inch of the entire universe where Christ does not claim mine. And so that really started making me just broke open these boxes where I would put my faith only in certain boxes Mm, or not, or just even inadvertently do it. Like not, not knowing how I could integrate scripture or integrate my trust in Jesus and my understanding of the cross Mm -hmm. and um, in various aspects of my life, career, money, dating, uh, relationships, whatever, whatever. We can often put those in a box and not integrate our faith holistically. Mm -hmm. And so just to give you an idea of what biblical worldview covers, like I said, it's a biblical worldview as in scripture. Um, and the best way that I like to give a broad understanding is that we know through the narrative of scripture from old Testament to new Testament, Genesis to revelation, we know that, uh, the narrative starts in Genesis with creation. There's creation. So we're all made in the image of God. We all were designed to have fellowship with God himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, one-on-one fellowship. Then the next kind of layer to that is sin, very real sin. I like to tell my son, we really like to call it the sickness of sin because it's a mm-hmm. sickness of sin. The, 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 the heart condition of sin, very real came in, in the garden, which separated us from God, that original design of in the fellowship, in the fullness of God, a relationship with God. So then the next layer to that is, so we have creation, fall, reconciliation. That is the cross. That is where Mm -hmm. Jesus died and rose again to reconcile us back to that original design that we saw in the garden of Eden. So that is the cross. And you guys, because we live on this side of the cross, Mm -hmm. we have the divine kingdom privilege to then live with a kingdom mandate, a kingdom mindset of restoration and reformation. So there's a bunch of R's that you can throw in on this side of the cross. Reconciliation that brought us back to the father, restoration, reformation, those kind of two go together. Basically that means 
we search out scripture led by the Holy Spirit because of the love of the Father, because of the cross, remembering the cross and remembering the victory. And we get to then take part in what God is doing on the micro level, on our individual level, and even on the macro level, nation, nationwide, you know, worldwide. Right now, we know there's nationwide things going on right now. Yeah. We get to take part in prayer and how we use our voice and how we live our life that restores creation back to the original design of the father where the king where jesus said the kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven that is yeah. the desire of the father so that is just that i like box i like like really good timeline to help me kind of okay what am i you know where are we right now what am i living out of am i living in that box of like okay right. i haven't reconciled my sin where am i forgetting god created or the earth, man and image, man and woman mm-hmm. in in Imago Day in his image. And then I think we forget as New Testament Christians the privilege that we have to call kingdom down, to partner with heaven, to um bring biblical truth. That's where the biblical worldview comes in mm-hmm. to our every square inch of our life. So that's very broad. So that 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 kind of that that'll get you started on that. I mean, broad, but it's the gospel. It's like, it's our story. Yes. It's what we're living from, you know? And so yes. from that, you know, what would you say is, you know, kind of here right now as a lady in their twenties or just as a woman or as a person who's listening to this podcast, like, okay, happening? <laughs> whoever you're all included, you're all invited <laughs> Here and online, you know, as the pastors will say. There we go. Um, How do we take the gospel, this overarching biblical worldview, and apply that right now? Like, what does it mean for us now, do you think? Yeah, so I think, okay, I think right now we must be grounded in truth. And we must be grounded in reading the word. We've got to know what the Bible says, mm-hmm. know what, obviously know the gospel that I, that we laid out just right then, but then know that who God is. We've got to know who he says he is, who he says his son is, who, how the Holy Spirit is meant to move through us as New Testament believers. And I think a lot of it is, is that we've got to be okay with, Sin being sin, like things like calling out sin and then understanding what the Bible says first, first understanding what the Bible says is sin. Um, I, I had, a, I, I, you, you contacted me after I started quite the dumpster fire on Facebook <laughs> yes. where I was just talking about kind of where I was, where I was, um, why I was voting. And I was doing that because I wanted people to understand if you were to come into any kind of conversation with me through my read, through reading my books, through coming to an event, whatever I wanted you to know. And what I ran into with people who were even Christians, and this is where we're in a rough spot. So I'm talking about Christians right now. We are even still divided on what scripture says is sin. Mm -hmm. What scripture says as who God is even the um the idea that scripture is truth fallible or infallible whether it's all truth or you can 
pull parts and pieces of it. And so what I realized is that even in talking about my biblical worldview, I could not get in an quote unquote argument. I wasn't going to go into anyway, or even like take or online for that matter, or even take it to a conversation unless I had space for us to come to the same understanding that we were on the same page of a biblical worldview. I had conversations with plenty of Christians that that I'm not going to judge where they were. I was going to do the air quotes Christians, but I, that should shame on me for judging. But based on how they were coming back at me with their, mm. their world, their, their worldview, we were not on the same page of even what sin, what, what, what the scripture calls as sin that these, com- oh. these big dumpster fire conversations that are coming up these mm. days, we all, we all probably know. So um, it's truly being led by the spirit grounded in the word and trusting that this is this is this is what I'll kind of finally answer that question with trusting God's goodness. And hit, when I say that, I mean God's goodness in general, obviously, because He sent His Son to die to cover that sickness of sin, to reconcile us back to the Father. But when we read the word and it gives us very clear, clear guidelines yeah. of how, how like Chuck Colson said, how now shall we live? Hmm. Um the Bible is not a bunch of you can't, you shouldn't, you won't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, like a, but not a bunch of shoulds. Yeah. It's an invitation to God's best. So we can look at the word as, okay, the world might say, okay, that's a, you shouldn't because that's the Bible. You shouldn't like, you shouldn't have sex before marriage. But God's best is saving that sacred act to marriage that's a covenant, mutual, um, all the things we know about that we read about why that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> why, <laughs> why that conversation? So that was just my first example that came off. So understanding that God, God is good. His goodness is it's, it's his word is for us. But finally on that topic, we've, we cannot come to the word saying, Lord, tell me more about me. We've got to stop doing that. This is yeah. not the hour. We, this is not, it never has been, but somehow it became the hour to say, tell me more about me. Yeah. And that is not how we approach, approach the Bible. The Bible is a narrative of God's bigger picture. We don't always fit in. We don't always fit in. It's all about who God is. And then how that teaches us is who he is, then illuminates. I like to say, when we come to the word, come into prayer and worship, saying, God, tell me who you are. Jesus, tell me who you are. We sit under the glory, the light of God's glory. And then, only then, we we say, okay, Lord, let your the light of your glory then shine into, yeah. if we want to take it into identity conversations, shine in and tell me who you say I am. The light of God's glory, his power, his mercy, his love, his forgiveness, his reconciliation shines in to illuminate the depths of our heart, who he made us to be. It shines in to illuminate every square inch of our, 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 the, the universe, like that Abraham Kuyper quote says. Yeah. So basically we got to stop coming to the word saying, Lord, tell me more about me because mm. it's not what it's all about. Cause I don't know about you, but I get pretty sick of myself pretty quick. If I'm constantly coming to any conversation, tell me more about me. Right. Um, yeah. So we were just, yeah. it's interesting. Cause I was just having a conversation similar to this 
last night at Bible study, we were talking about tracing pronouns throughout scripture and thinking that that those pronouns are talking about us because yeah, that's what we've been taught is like, oh, we're going to pick and choose some coffee cup, uh, verse coffee cup mug, you know, whatever verses to put on there. And, and, you know, one, one in particular we discussed was Jeremiah 29, 11 of like, I know the oh things gosh, I have girl. for you declares yeah. the Lord. And yes, overarching who God is, like you said, he does have plans for us. Absolutely. But the you in, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. He's sending the yeah. you into exile. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We've got to know the context. And that's the deal. Also with a biblical worldview with when we decide, okay, we got to have something to stand on. So how do we go about rightly dividing the word of God, rightly handling the word of God? We've got to know how to study it, how to look mm. at the context of scripture. Like you just said, who is God talking to at the moment? What is the, what is the context The cherry picking that, that, like I said, now is not the hour for Lord, tell me more about me. And now is not the hour for cherry picking scripture. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. So no, I'm right there with you, girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's like, okay, man, how many times have I looked at verses thinking it was about me when in actuality, I did not even look at context. It was like, yeah, that speaks to me, you know, but like, yeah, maybe not what it was about. And so speaking of that, let's, let's look at scripture. Like I know you and I were like, okay, you know, what's kind of on your heart and through your, through your dumpster fire Facebook, it was like, okay, Ephesians five is where you've been sitting. And so, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's kind of read it. I would love for you to read it. Yeah. So I've, as I've been kind of sitting through scripture and in this, this time that we're in, um, in history, these unprecedented times that we live in, uh, (laughs) if I, if I don't hear that unprecedented times ever again, I will be a new normal. No, this is, we know, yeah, new normal. These are just flat out weird biblical days. <laughs> Let's just call it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that there, we, we know the scripture that says we do not fight against flesh and blood, but uh, principalities and darkness and, and evil. And I was having a conversation with my husband, just kind of sharing with him the things that I've just been praying through. And it's a whole different subject, but just like, I, I love following politics. I love following inner workings, outer workings, under workings of like what's going on in the world. And I was sharing with him some theories that I had and he was giving me these side eyes. And I was like, dude, stop right there. <laughs> I was like, just because we as just a regular Joe Schmo Americans that are American Christians that are, that are sinful people, just because we do not have the purview to understand the very real and present darkness doesn't mean it's not there. And then on the flip side, just because the American church doesn't make full room to see like Acts 1 and 2 and 3 and 4, Acts church, the early church, like the movement of the Holy Spirit, just because we don't make room for it doesn't mean God's glory and power is not very real and active. Mm, And so I'm sitting here and I'm praying and I'm seeing how we are being deceived. We have been, it's not just this hour. We're, we've been deceived. We're, we're allowing ourselves to be deceived and not grounding ourselves in who God is in scripture, the very clear commandments in scripture, and then also living out of 
fear and forgetting that we are not helpless or hopeless. Mm. We have the, the God who, I don't know about you, but I've read Revelation, Jesus wins. Mm. And so, so I found myself in Ephesians and, um, I'm in Ephesians five and I'm not, and it's even just one through 20, but I won't read the whole thing. I'm going to skip through just a little bit and get to kind of where you and I specifically talk, but Ephesians five, one says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. This is biblical review here. Verse two and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Um, let's see, let's skip down to, um, verse eight, no, sorry, verse six, let no one deceive you with empty words Mm. for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Verse seven, therefore do not become partners with them for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord walk as children of the light Mm. for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Verse 10, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Mm. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. Remember how I talked about the light of God's glory? We've got to let ourselves say, Lord, show me who you are. Expose me to the light of your glory, your power, your love, your mercy, your forgiveness, justice, his justice. Um, Verse 14, for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, this is it. Awake. Oh, sleeper and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Mm-hmm. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Mm-hmm. Do not be foolish. Understand the will of the Lord. That is our biblical worldview. And do not get drunk on wine for that's debauchery being filled with the spirit. Okay. This is our hope. This is verse 19. This is what we've got to be grounded on. Addressing one another in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing, making melody. That's worship. Speaking out hope, speaking out love, worshiping, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So that last part just talks about singing, worshiping, like hearts of worship. Do not forget God's power and glory and might. The Psalms say the Lord is enthroned upon the praises of his people. Mm. So that'll preach just itself. You don't need much more from me. (laughs) Right. So yeah, look, what kind of, what's, what kind of like stirs in you after we, I read that. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Final answer a lot, but I would say, you know, especially kind of those last like um, six through the rest of it, it, when it really is like, okay, you know, what, what I'm kind of gathering is like, you know, um, one, not being deceived. That's, that's one of the biggest things. And that's exactly what the enemy loves to do is deceive. If you trace back, if Mm -hmm. you trace him back all through scripture, I think one of the most common ways to describe him is that he is a deceiver. And so Mm -hmm. what ways are we being deceived here and now? Mm -hmm. Um, and in what ways do we need to 
wake up, wake a sleeper and arise from the dead. Like what, you know, in what ways do we need to wake up? You know, does God need to call us up and out of something that we might be believing about him or about, um, who we are in him? Um, and so I, I think personally, that's, that's what stands out to me is like, okay, ladies, where, where are we at? You know, what, who are you listening to most? Are you listening most to Twitter and Instagram and the news and this and this and your friend Joe, like, who are you listening to? And yeah, yes. As if you, if you call yourself a believer, it's like, well, yeah, like I'm talking to God about this, you know, but I'm also looking at Twitter and Instagram and this and this and this and this. Yeah which is fine. Like we can, we can use those resources. I think they can inform our prayers, but then, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but who are we listening to most and what do we need to be called up and out of is I think what, what stirs in me most. No, I love that. And that reminds me of just something that I've been doing there. So there's kind of bouncing off of that. Mm -hmm. I think because we, it says walk as children of the light. We are children of life. We are in Christ. Mm-hmm. We are children of the light. That is us. Yeah. So we have, like I said, remember when I talked about the uh, creation, the fall reconciliation, restoration mm-hmm. in this moment in history, in our generation, we can be women that speak life, speak scripture, speak God's truth into just the level of disclarity, unclarity, what's the word level of deception that is in. So that means we take the word, we read it, we pray through scripture, we use scripture. Like, so we could take Ephesians five and maybe we can finish off our time together by, and I'll pray the scripture over us. Mm -hmm. And just by way of showing how I would speak out God's word Yeah, because God's scripture is restorative. It's reformative. It reforms. It brings us back to that original design. And we have that opportunity and the, to, to partner with kingdom, the kingdom in that way. But we must decide, do we trust God over, like you said, the voices that we're allowing into our life? Do we trust God's goodness? Mm. When we start to lean on other voices, that means we are in any given moment forgetting God's goodness and his best in his bigness in his grandness, bigness in his grandness, <laughs> grandeur, grandeur. That's the word. Sorry. I, um, like I, I know words right now. That's fine. Bigness. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's very, that's very broad, but I wanted to leave that kind of broad because that makes room for each and every one of us listening mm. to sit with the word, to sit with the gospel and Lord, okay, Jesus, tell me who you are in this moment. And, and, and while we're talking about prayer, um, Lord, what do you want me to pray in this hour? What do you want me to pray right now? Um, I've, the Lord's given me prayer points of, of praying for, um, the, 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 the level of darkness and kind of, you know, that confusion that's happening in a world, the, the plans of the enemy to be confused mm-hmm. and that the people working for the enemy to have encounters with the ever living God, the living God. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord just gave me that one day. He'll give us prayers to pray. So that is, um, yeah, that's where I'm. I'm sitting in this scripture and like coupling it with the bigger picture of Jesus wins in the end. Right now, he he moves on the prayers of his people. God waits on the prayers of his people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our hour to pray 
to yeah. partner with him. Mm-hmm. That's good. I kind of have, yeah. I guess, kind of one last, you know, real question. And then, like you said, I'd yeah. love for you to just kind of pray this over us, but you know, in, in all of that, I guess my, my question is, um, what is burdening you most right now for specifically ladies in their twenties? Um, and how would you encourage us? Yeah, I, um, it's all, I, 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 I always have this burden. I love gals. I love gals in their twenties. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm straight up in my forties. So like, I could be a lot of your moms, but heart like, of twenties, heart of twenties. I could be, I could be your cool older aunt. Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> so I'm constantly like, Lord, okay, show me what you have for these women right now. And I, I think the burden is exactly what you and I are talking about, that we would not be deceived. There's a lot of tickling of ears right now. There's a lot of, even before, you know, coronavirus and as we're moving in this election and all the upheaval right now, um, even before that, there's a lot of tickling in our ears, things that sound good, that things that say, tell me, I want to tell me more about me, things that are, that lead us down the road of self. And let me tell you, girls, that gets boring. The reason why you keep buying more self-help books is because they never solve the problem. They're always just saying yeah. the same thing, packaged up in different things. And yeah. uh, there's even, you know, great Christian books that are that are more self-help. And that's fine. There's a place for that. But like we're talking about grounding ourselves in scripture, led by the spirit, the Lord moves in us in that given moment to say, no daughter, this is what I have for you right now. This is the truth for you in this moment. Will you come to me first? Will you come and sit at my feet and let me pour the ultimate truth into you? But we have to make a commitment to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to believe you who you say you are. I'm going to believe who you say I am first you, then me, like then we already talked about that. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. make the daily decision to trust God's best over what the world around us tickles our ears with. Mm. That's it. Yeah, that's good. And that's, you know, I think each of us can kind of take that and say, okay, you know, here's kind of the overarching, like what we're facing right now. So God, you know, uh, illuminate, like you said, illuminate what is dark. Help me to see where I'm being deceived. Um, yeah, help me to understand who you are and, and what you would have for me right now in this season and how you want to use me, um, even in my weakness and even in, um, mm-hmm. what I don't understand yet, uh, yeah. because he does. And so why would we not turn to him who knows who's in control? Yeah. Not surprised. Like he knows what's yeah. happening right now and he knows. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Whereas we don't. And guess what? We're not, we're not going to know when it ends. Uh, but we have the hope in, in what is to come, which is also ties into our biblical worldview of just having the hope in him coming back again. Um, and knowing that this is not our home because a lot of people right now are thinking, well, all the world has been stripped away from me. And so what hope do I have? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's like, we're called as believers to rise up right now and to speak into right. that. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And bring others into that understanding too. Like mm-hmm. speak out God's word and then, and, and talk about who Jesus is. Absolutely. Um, that's a biblical mandate too, to go and make disciples. So mm-hmm. I love that. Absolutely. So Sarah, will you pray for us? Will you um, yeah. just kind of walk us through that Ephesians five and like, how, how does it look yeah. to, to come before the pray father scripture? and be like, yeah. yeah, how do we pray scripture? How do we, you know, yeah. when we, when we don't have the words, you know, he intercedes yeah. for us and that can look like his word. Yeah, exactly. So I, I basically, what I'm going to do a verse is I've got Ephesians five over us more of like eight through that, uh, 15, um, again, rightly dividing the word of God, taking it in context, not jury picking. And what we, I think we've already Mm -hmm. established that. So basically what I do, and I'm going to pray over us by way of showing how to just take, take the word. So Lord, thank you for the, uh, the space to come as women who desire to walk in a, a firm foundation, to walk on your word and in your word and led by the spirit. And we know it Psalm says, your word is a light unto our path. And so Lord, thank you for the, your, um, your, the scripture in Ephesians that says we are children of the light. Lord, I pray that you will equip us, show us in every moment how we must decide to walk as a daughter of the light, as Mm. a child in the light in your glory. God, show us your glory in any given moment. And Lord, at any given moment, God, Mm. show us where we need to confess our sin, confess and return. Repent means Mm. to return toward yours, your best to keep us in the light of your glory. God, verse 11 says, take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Lord, we pray individually. I pray over individually as, as we, we evaluate any unfruitful thoughts. Forgive us, Lord, for pride, for arrogance, for anger, for jealousy, for comparison. Any given sin at any given moment, Lord, please forgive us, God. Show us your best and we repent. But also, Lord, we pray corporately, more outwardly, Lord. Um, will you in this hour just shine your glory? Let your Holy Spirit move in this nation, in our world. Um, Lord, it's because of the cross that we are reconciled back to the father. You, 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 you tell us in your word that you, um, that you created the world in your, us in your image and you created the world out of your word and you desire to restore even the world back to that original design. So Lord, whatever is corrupting the world right now, we speak light and clarity and we speak um, your love and we pray that anybody who is walking in darkness, that they have an encounter with you, the living God. Mm-hmm. Um, moving into verse 14, of the, um, it says, Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Lord, I pray this over any woman right now who's feeling just kind of um, blah about her faith. Maybe she's feeling just stagnant in her faith. Lord, just like, you know, I love to say, God, um, let us rise up off the couch of complacent faith and make you famous, make your mm-hmm. name famous. Your name, Jesus, 
We pray the power, there's power in your name, Lord. So we declare mm. your name, your, what you already died for on the cross, what you reconciled already, what you won in victory in the resurrection. Um, but Lord, awaken us, stir our hearts in this moment to not just be, uh, to, to either operate in fear, which leads us to complacency or, or hopelessness, but to operate in boldness and trust and operate as women who are loved, who know the truth, who know that Jesus, you change everything and you win and help us to operate from victory because you died and you rose again. You conquered death. You conquered sin. You conquered shame. You conquered corruption. God, help us to know what to pray in the out this hour. Awaken our spirit, the spirit of the Lord in us, God. Stir up the spirit, your spirit in us, God, to show us how to pray your word and speak clarity and light into the world around us, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just pray blessings over everyone listening to this. That they have the desire to dive into what some might say is potentially a nerdy conversation, a biblical worldview, Lord, but no, it's not, it's, it's, it's stirring. It's, it's powerful. It is empowering because we have the truth and we are called to speak out the truth and live out the truth in every square inch of our life. So empower each and every one of us who are listening right now, that they would just be awakened, be called up off the couch of complacent faith, come before you, God, asking, Lord, show us who you are in this moment. And then only then we'll ask God, show me who, who you say I am. And we're going to live out of victory that you already won on the cross because of the cross. Jesus, thank you for the cross. You change everything. Mm-hmm. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sarah, for walking us yeah. through what it means to have a biblical worldview for just, you know, through scripture, Ephesians five, you know, being able to, um, take that and, and say, okay, God, you know, here, here's what, here's what I've been offered up today. Here is what you've spoken to me about. And so now from that, you know, where do we go? And so I am excited just to hear, um, how my friends, how my listeners respond, um, to this and, and how God moves in them because of this conversation. Yeah. So thank you for your willingness and your boldness, uh, not just on this podcast, but in the many different ways that you are, um, just speaking truth in life, um, and giving us tools and resources for that. So well, thanks for having me. It was such a joy. I love you girls. So yes, we love you. Obviously third time's of charm. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, I am so thankful for Sarah coming on the podcast again. It is always a joy to talk with her, and I hope that her reminders were refreshing to you and your soul. And I just am praying for sanctification and breaking of chains for you, my friends. And these days are dark, but Jesus Christ is the light of the world whom darkness cannot contain. Would this message resonate with you and free your soul from hopelessness? And so in response to this episode today, I have a request for you ladies. After hearing my conversation with Sarah, I would love to hear any questions that came up from what we discussed and maybe just what areas do you still feel confused or want clarity on from a biblical worldview, things that are going on in our world today that you just want to seek clarity and understanding in. And I would love for you to share those with me. 
as I take a, those questions and form them into topics and conversations that I will have in the spring. So please let me know. Uh, DM me on Instagram. You can send it to my email, which is emma at waterwithlemonpodcast.com. Any of the ways, please let me know your questions uh, so that I can help us on this journey of just understanding what God has for us um, and what the Bible says here living in 2020. So hit me up and stay fresh, my people.